Is this the Owens residence? I'm Mr. Belvedere. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Tea Time with Mr. Belvedere, a Mr. Belvedere podcast. Uh, it's been quite a while since I've done an episode. I just thought, you know what? I want to touch on another episode from season three. And it is a Wesley episode. In fact, it's a Wesley gets another Wesley gets a dog episode. So... So the episode, uh, of course, I'm talking about today is Season 3, Episode 12, entitled Inky, which aired on January 16th, 1987. Wesley fakes the death of his pet hamster, Inky, just so he can get a dog. Wow, these creative ways that he tries to get a dog. And just this season alone, Wesley cheated on his tests in school to get a dog, which then promptly George and Martha found, uh, Marcia found out when Belvedere kind of let it slip that Wesley lied, thus leading Wesley to have Mr. Belvedere deported. Now he's at it again, but this time, Wesley fake, you know, like I said, he fakes the death of, of Inky, Inky who we've known since season one, he made his appearance in the pilot episode. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crafty. I've never <laughs> pretended that an animal died just so I can get another one. Uh, this episode on IMDb has a 7.3 out of 10 rating based on 21 review, uh, ratings. This episode was directed by Noam Pitlick, which it seems like a lot of these episodes are. Writers Frank du- uh, Dungan, the creator, and Jeff Stein, the creator. We have Gwen Davenport, Frank Dungan, and Jeff Stein. Okay, gotcha. And pretty much the back of the DVD case here is pretty similar to what the IMDb description says. It says, in his quest to get a pet dog, Wesley fakes his hamster's death. All right. Um, just wanted to let you guys know there's a change of plans. I know I said I'd get to season four of Mr. Belvedere in January 2019. I kind of want to do it in October. So I think I'll probably be doing like two, uh, you know, an episode per character. So that's six episodes. So I'll probably be doing them like twice a month or more. It just really depends. Once we get closer to the holiday season, things are going to get busy again, you know, with the end of the Wonder Years and um, other things like that. So we'll just kind of play it by ear, but I think I'm going to start uh, next month with season four. And then that way next year I can finish the final two episodes or two seasons of Mr. Belvedere. And then, you know, I may just go back occasionally and just do episodes I, I missed and want to cover. So just, just cause, what the, oh. Um, you know, just cause I finish up the final two seasons of Mr. Belvedere next year doesn't mean the podcast is necessarily going to be completely over. So... That being said, let's jump into this cold open. Looks like it's morning time as we got Kevin and Heather coming out of their rooms to fight over the bathroom. 
You got three kids, three adults, that's six people, one bathroom, even though, because Kevin makes a point, like, Dad, you have a bathroom in your bedroom. Use that. And, of course, George is like, well, the toilet's clogged up. It's like, well, then unclog it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because first, you know, Heather beats Kevin in the bathroom, and, of course, Heather's got to make a joke, like, well, you're a guy, go outside and be, basically. And then it turns out, like, oh, man, is Wesley in the bathroom? And they're beating on the door. And Wesley comes out of his room, like, what's going on? And they're like, well, if you're not in there, then. And they're, they hear Mr. Belvedere singing and thinking, like, oh, great, he's in the, he's in the bath. He's taking a bath. And he's, Mr. Belvedere starts singing. And then um, George comes in and cuts to the front of the line. And the kid's like, come on, Dad, no. We were all here first. Get to the back of the line. Like, sorry. So, no, I, I, I'm I'm the dad, so I get to go first. And that's when Kevin's like, but, Dad, you have a your own bathroom. So. And <laughs> Belvedere finally comes out. And he's all dressed and everything in his his suit that he wears for the day. And then <laughs> Martin just comes in, boom, slips right in there. Like, oh, okay, I gotta go to the bed. Like, what? 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 No way. So now we move down to the kitchen and Marcia's on the phone. Oh, she's trying to, okay, she's on the phone trying to get a plumber for the toilet. So she just tells the guy, like, just to come when you can get here. And when George and Belvedere come through the kitchen, she's like, gee, I think I should give up law school and become a plumber. And George is like, what, what, what's going on? And she's like, well, look at this. You know, there's travel time. There's $45 an hour. $45 an hour? Are you shitting me? Really? I've never had to call a plumber, and I hope I never have to. But plus there's, you know, like she said, travel expenses and there's parts. And that's just if he even thinks he can fix it, which he probably can't. Oh, uh, well, how about try call some other? There's got to be more plumbers in the area. There's got to be. And Marsha's like, it may be just cheaper to just build a new bathroom from scratch. And George kind of adds, like, well, you know, I could just fix it myself. I'm like, and ah, then, hmm, do you know anything about really doing that? Uh -huh. 
And Belvedere brings up the point that, um, you know, another bathroom would be a good idea because of how chaotic... I mean, yeah, you got six people, and if you're down one toilet, one bathroom, you're kind of screwed. I mean, think about it. The Brady Bunch, they got six kids, they got two adults, a housekeeper who's an adult, so that's nine people using one bathroom. Although I think they had two sinks. But even still, that's still a lot. And George kind of makes a joke, like, yeah, we can put it where your be uh, bedroom used to be. Like, what? Uh, no. <laughs> so Wesley comes in with a box, and he's got a solemn look on his face. His hamster inky is dead. Well, so we think. So we think. how Inky died. Hey, Quinn. Um, like, he looked up at me, coughed a couple times, and fell off his wheel. That I would be suspicious about. Like, really? I don't think that's how it goes. I mean, when my rabbit Alfie passed away, I was upstairs sleeping, and I came down, and he was flopped over. And let me tell you guys, that really killed me emotionally, because... Um, I just taken him in <clears throat> for a blood test because he wasn't really eating or drinking much water. And, you know, he was eating a half by then, which rabbits usually live to be about, you know, between 8 and 10 years old. And, you know, I've been giving him pineapple juice and stuff like that. It's like each day, just, just, just praying that he, can, you know, each day is a new day. And, you know, in the morning, you know, I asked Jeremy that morning, he gets up at 6 or 6.55. I'm like, how's Alfie? And Jeremy's like, oh, he, he seems all right. Then I go down, I go back to sleep, I get up at nine, and Alfie's gone. And that was a shock, because I thought, we have one more day. We have another day. And, ugh. But the family is look, at first looking at him like, who? Like, because Wesley's like, oh, he's dead. And they're like, who? And Wesley kind of gives him a hard look, like, my hamster, Inky. It's like, you guys know Inky. He's been around for, uh, well, he's been around for two years. So Wesley kind of asks him, like, well, what, what should I do? Kevin, of course, comes in like, oh, the bathroom's free. And I don't know whether the family kind of looks at each other, but Wesley kind of is shocked. Like, no, I'm not doing that. As he rushes out of the kitchen with the box in his hands. And I was just thinking, buddy, I don't think they were suggesting you flush him. He's not a fish. And even that, I wouldn't be flushing fish down the toilet. The only thing that should be going down toilets is toilet paper, pee, and your crap. That's it. Anything else is going to be cause for... And they already have issues with the one toilet being backed up. You don't need to clog up another toilet with a hamster carcass. So we come out of the intro, and it's raining, of course. Everyone's dressed in black. 
men are in suits. Marsha and uh, Heather are wearing black dresses. They have their umbrellas because it's raining. Wesley has his box with Inky's supposed body in there. Nobody's asked to see the body either, even though some may think, oh, it's morbid, you don't want to look at a dead hamster. Um, George is actually digging a hole to put little Inky into. Okay, Wes. It's all yours. Thanks, Dad. Before we lay Inky to rest, I thought it might be nice to remember the good times we had together over his brief two years. Lauren Green says that's 90 of our years. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Inky. Mom and Dad had just had a real big fight about Dad's new secretary. So Dad took me down to the pet shop because he said anything to get out of the house. Anyway, I was overlooking at the puppies, as kids my age like to do, when Dad said, Hey Wes, check out the snakes, they're on sale. So I did, and that's when I first saw Inky. They were about to feed him to a boa constrictor. Anyway, to make a long story short, Inky enjoyed a full life. He never married, instead devoting himself to his wheel and to his little maze, and being my very best friend. That was very nice, honey. Would anybody else like to say something nice about Inky? He was a hell of a hamster, Wes. <laughs> yes, he never had a bad word to say about anyone. <laughs> So this is a long funeral scene. Um, uh, Wesley kind of talks about how he came to get Inky. And I'm guessing this must have been back when George was a contractor that he had a secretary. Because I don't... Because it was two years that he'd had Inky. And we're in season three. So anyway... <laughs> I got, uh, Marcia and George were kind of arguing about George's secretary. Like, oh, that's great. So George decides to take Wesley down to the pet shop, and Wesley was looking at the dogs, like, you know, most kids would want a dog. And then George sees, um, the reptile, the snakes, and then Wesley decides to get Inky. And also, um... <laughs> Eileen Graff, who plays Marsha, gets uh, a moment to uh, 
She had her singing ability, and she's a good singer. She really is. She sings Amazing Grace. And um, Wesley, of course, ha- uh, shovels dirt onto Inky's box. And then has Heather and Kevin do the same and everything. And I think that Heather kind of rolls her eyes a, a bit like this is a, a bit much for a hamster. But... It's Wesley's first pet that he had that passed away. So they think. So, it's after the funeral, and Kevin and Heather are sitting at the table. They went all out for this hamster funeral. There's even a wreath that has a ribbon across it that says R.I.P. Inky. And... I mean, really, and, and the family's all dressed up like they went to an actual funeral. So Marcia comes in, and she's like, oh, where's Wes? And Kevin's like, well, when the wreath came, Wesley got all choked up and went upstairs. Okay. I mean, when my rabbit, you know, Alfie died back in uh, 2013 in October. Gosh, I can't believe it's already going on five years. But that was unexpected, and... Really, I mean, we didn't have a funeral for him, but, I mean, I took him to the vet, and they sent his body away to be cremated. I couldn't even take his body out of the cage. I just took the cage with me, and the vets there were nice enough to, because, to get the cage, just take the cage in, like, hey, we'll um, take the body, and we'll give you the cage back, and everything. It was so hard. Oh. I'm going to play this clip. Uh, when the wreath came, he kind of got all choked up and went upstairs. <laughs> Poor baby. This is stupid. Who ever heard of a wake for a hamster? Your brother just wanted to do something special in honor of Inky. I think it's very sweet. Yeah, nice spread, Westmate. Yeah, great. Shredded lettuce, sunflower seeds. Protein pellets? <laughs> well, maybe he was expecting some of Inky's relatives. <laughs> so, Heather's all kind of like, this is so stupid, awake for a hamster. And Marsha's like, you know, this is a really sweet thing that Wesley did. You know, and in a way, yeah, it's helping him kind of grieve, like, to be able to really officially say goodbye. And I wonder what all that stuff, because everyone's like, oh, that kind of looks like those Muddy Buddy checks Mix. But no, it's like shredded lettuce, sunflower seeds, which you can eat, unless it's like from the pet store, I wouldn't recommend it. And it was like protein pellets. It's like, well, they're not going to eat any of that stuff. Now, that in itself was a waste of money. But Kevin's like, oh, well, maybe Inky's relatives. Kevin! I'm sure Inky's relatives have died. I'm sure they're long gone. Who knows? Yeah. I don't even know, really. Hamsters, I thought they last like a year, a couple years tops. I didn't think they lived that long. But um, now we move up to Wesley's room, and George and Belvedere brought a little uh, like hot chocolate or something for Wes. Because Wes is still in his shirt and tie. And just staring at Inky's cage. I would have gotten that out of there. I wouldn't have been able to look at that. 
I'm surprised that I didn't get rid of Alfie's cage, but I did put it in the basement. And of course, it's because I had that cage that I was able to convince Jeremy to let me get London. That was a whole thing. I remember that day, too. Because it had been almost... It had been almost... Three... Had it been three years? Oh, okay. It had been two and a half years. And I was at the pet store. And I just... I saw him. He's gray and white like London... Or like Elfie. And no, it's not like I was looking for another Elfie. But it's just like, oh, this rabbit. And I called Jeremy. And right away, Jeremy's like, no, no. We got enough stuff going on right now. Just, you need to leave the pet store. I'm like, oh. He's like, it doesn't sound like you're leaving the pet store. So I go, I get in my car, I leave the pet store, go to Schuler's, I'm looking at books and stuff. I call Jeremy again, of course he knows why. It's like, please, please, I'm begging at this point. I just want, he's like, Ugh. and I'm like, I already have the cage. It wouldn't really cost that much to get him. And Jeremy's like, all right. And I'm like, yay! Oh. And I call the pet store back just to make sure. Like, oh, no one got him, right? And they're like, yeah, no, he's still here. So, yeah. And I went and got him. And I got, I went and purchased a little carrier, which I did later return when I got him home. But I did stop and see Jeremy's mom and show her London. Because at the time, I actually, because I filled out one of those, like, new pet cards or something for the, the, it was at Chowhound, which is where I had got Elfie and I had gotten my guinea pig Toby from, so. And I thought about Max, but it wasn't until on the way home, I'm just running through names in my head. It's like, I've had... You know, I grew up, I had a lot of different cats, and even Alfie, coming up with Alfie's name, and I guess you could kind of say Alfie was named after, you know, the, you know, Alf, the the alien, or something like that, but, um, just London, just because, you know, I want to go to London one day, and it just kind of popped in my head, so... But I'm going to play this clip, it looks, you know, George and Belvedere are just trying to cheer up Wes... Hey, Jim. Look what me and Belvedere whipped up. Yes, I made the cocoa and cookies, and your father got in the way. <laughs> well, we're leaving here just in case you change your mind. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I'd be up here drinking hot chocolate, and I'd break off little bits of marshmallow and stick them on the end of my finger, feed them to Anki right here. That's a lovely memory. Mostly, just throw it up. <laughs> but he'd always eat it anyway. I guess he didn't want to hurt my feelings. Hey, uh, look, buddy, maybe in a couple of days when you're feeling better, we'll go out shopping for a new hamster. No! I don't want another hamster! Hey, Nobody could replace Inky! Nobody! Not even a dog. Okay, pal. So, they basically, you know, they have the hot chocolate to cheer up Wes. He's not in the mood, so Belvedere just kind of leaves the tray on the dresser. 
And just as Belvedere and George are almost at the door, because they turn around to head out, that's when Wesley starts talking about, you know, one of his memories of Inky. You know, he Wes would be drinking the hot chocolate. He'd have a little bit of marshmallow on his finger, and he would kind of stick his finger through the bars of the cage, and Inky would, you know, bite off the, the marshmallow. Granted, I guess he threw it up. But he still, you know, ate it just to make Wes happy again. Well, that's Wesley's version. And and Belvedere's like, you know, that, that's a sweet story, Wes. And George, of course, is the one that comes up, well, you know, we'll go out of the bed store and we'll get you another. And, and Wesley, right away, he shoots him and he says, no, I don't want another hamster. He even said, I don't even want a dog. It's like, George, Inky, supposedly, don't know yet, uh, passed away. You really, he just did. You, I don't think that's ever a good idea to say, oh, we'll go out and get you another. Why? you got to allow the grieving process. Kids need time to heal and let them be ready to take that next step. But if you just go, oh, we'll get you another one, it's almost like you're, what you're saying is this animal's life didn't really matter. Or, I just want to cheer you up and make you feel better. Let's go out and get you another pet. Jeremy at one time had said, because um, I brought Quinn home. That's the thing. Jeremy was, wasn't was really big on that, the idea of you have a rabbit, you know, you have a guinea pig at the time. This is back in uh, 2013. My sister had called, left a voicemail, and said, I have some kitties that need a home, and I know you don't have one. I played that on speaker in front of Jeremy. Like, oh, my sister called. Because I didn't know what she you know, was calling for. So there was a little debate about that, and um, I was going to a cousin's baby shower, and I had brought a little carrier with me. I think it was Toby's carrier. Carrier, uh, pet carrier. But Jeremy's like, we can't afford it right now. You have a rabbit and a guinea pig and this and that. I'm like, we can just give it a try. If it doesn't work out, you know, I can take the kitten back to my sister. Well, I got the, I went over there. And the thing is, I wanted the, you know, the black and white one. There, I wanted a female black and white one. But um, my sister's husband at the time had said, if you want a cuddler, then go with this striped tiger one, this fem the female. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. and he almost tried to shove a second cat into the kitten, into the carrier. It's like, no, Jeremy's barely letting me have this one. So, and I brought her home and I said, hey, Jeremy, look. And he comes over and he's like, all right. Because he knew, he knew when I took that carrier that I was going to come home with a cat, a kitten. And for Quinn, she just fell in love with Jeremy, like, instantly. You know, as a kid, she was always following, you know, she followed me around too, but she was, oh, she would always lay by Jeremy, even in the beginning. You know, she staked her claim, you know, Jeremy was going to be her favorite person. I know, I've accepted that I'm number two in her life, you know, even five years later, but, Yeah. So now we move downstairs. The family, you know, George is trying to watch something on TV. Where did Kevin get those bongo drums from? Well, I don't know. Are they, maybe, are they bongo drums? Because I know the little ones are bongo drums, but what are those really tall ones that sound like bongo drums? Are they 
also bongo drums? I'm not sure. But of course, Heather's like, Kevin, I'm on the phone. I can't. And she's got her little stereo right there, too. I don't think it's, it's like, Kevin, you could move those out to the garage or somewhere, or the basement even. It really, the living room is the center of a, an area where there's multiple, multiple things that are going on. It's like the living room is not the place to be playing music. And even Marcia's irritated by Kevin's pounding on those drums. And she's, she opens the door like, guys, I'm trying to study because Marcia is still in law school and, you know, she needs her study time. One of them can go out to the garage. I vote Kevin. Kevin, get your ass out to the garage with those things. Come on. I kind of think that this is the whole start of, because in the beginning of the episode, they're saying, hey, we could use, like, an extra room for something. And I think that this is what this is culminating to, is the fact that everyone's trying to do something in this small amount of space. And they're like, I was here first. No, I was Well, Kevin started this, and I was watching TV, and I'm on the phone, and I'm trying to study, and this and that. So I'm going to play this clip. Basically, everyone's getting on everyone's damn nerves. shut the hell up, you know, turn down what they're listening to, till Belvedere finally comes out, like, hey, and then he, he blows out a whistle, or whistles or something, which everything completely stops and quiets down, and this is where Marcia's like, well, our house feels like it's shrinking, like, no, I don't think it's shrinking, I think you're all in just one space at the same time. Um, guys, you do have a basement. Remember that basement that you stayed in during the tornado warning? One of you or two of you could go down to that basement. <clears throat> um, so Marcia, like, hey, you know, I know we're talking about adding on another bathroom, but what about adding on, like, a small space, like a den or something? And I'm thinking, well, wait a sec. George is, what, a 
He's not a TV sportscaster yet that I didn't think. Or is he? And Marsha's not working because she's in school. So here's my question. Yeah, you want to add on another bathroom. You want to put on a den or something. Where is this money coming from? Sure, you can take out a loan, but how are you going to pay it back on just one income? I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's sure there's things that need to be done here. We got to get our bathroom fixed up from that leak from the roof. We had gotten the you know roof repaired um, about a year or so ago, and but it's just a matter of other bills come first. It's like let's get these big things paid off. Then we can start saving up again and then putting, you know, getting things done that need to get done. It's all a matter of timing and 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 you know, money and stuff like that. But anyway, Wes comes down and like, hey, how's it going? He's like, good, I'm going to go visit Inky. And as he, he takes some flowers out of a vase, and as Wes is doing that, and you hear in the clip, he's whistling the tune to Lassie. I recognize that tune. Like, I know that. I I used to what not the old black and white episodes of Lassie, like the one in the 50s and whatnot, but the new adventures of Lassie that was on in, like, the early to mid, like, 92, um, when I would go, my grandma would take me to go visit my mom, usually she'd pick me up after school and we'd go, we'd watch, you know, uh, cause my mom had, you know, cable and stuff, like, this was before, you know, we had, you know, my dad had cable and stuff like that. So, we'd watch, you know, Punky Brewster, Highway to Heaven. Um, sometimes that game show, I'm Telling, which had siblings, like, having to, like, answer questions and stuff, and they'd have to match their siblings. That was a cool game. Um, and also, the new last, it just depended, like, we'd usually stay from, like, 3 to 4, or 3 to 4.30. I don't, it always felt like we didn't stay that long. But anyway, yeah, so they're all kind of looking at Wes, like, and I think George is probably going to say something like, you know, it's been, a, like, a week or two. Shouldn't he be kind of over this now? Grieving doesn't have a timetable, George. There is no it, amount of time that you're like, oh, well, it's been a couple weeks. You should be over this, but he's a child. And not only that, think about it. What if, uh, you know, well, a person dying versus a pet dying is different and stuff like that. So, I mean, it depends on the person and the relationship that the person had to the per the person that passed or the animal. You might feel more strongly about, you know, an, a, a pet passing than maybe a, a, a person in your life, just depending on the relationship. So, George says, you know, I'll be back. And he walks out the door like, What's he going to do? So Wes comes in. No one's in the living room. So Belvedere, he's kind of like rotating the couch cushions and pillows and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, you should be over this by now. You're neglecting your chores. And Wesley's kind of like, but I, and Belvedere's like, but nothing. There's a box of old newspapers in the kitchen. Can you please take them, take them out? So, alright, alright, I'm gonna play this clip. It's a good thing. I'll be back. Come on. About time, too. Huh? You've been so busy feeling sorry for yourself that you've been neglecting your chores. 
morning. There's a big box of old newspapers in the kitchen. Now you take care of it. Okay, okay. kitchen and Belvedere's got a smile on his face like a genuine nice smile like oh he's excited to you know see you know um Wesley uh go you know open the box and everything so Wesley goes in there opens the box expecting to find newspapers and he finds a puppy guys I gotta say this puppy is cuter than the last puppy that um <coughs> Wesley got. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. All puppies are cute. But this one is especially adorable. Um George got the dog at the animal shelter, or as they called it in the 80s, they called it the pound. I don't really think. Do people even re refer to animal shelters as pounds still? Or do they call them animal shelters? I don't know. But, and Belvedere comes in right in the door right after Wesley, and Wesley, you know, opens the box, pulls out the puppy, and the fam the rest of the family's kind of in the, like, back space in between the door that goes to the outside and the door leading to the basement, and then they all come out like, surprise, you got a puppy, and he's like, oh, it's so cute. So Wesley's kind of asking Dad, like, whoa, what, what kind of puppy is this? You know, and George says, the guy at the pound said it's a cross between a St. Bernard and a poodle. Interesting. Guys, I want to look that up and see what that would look like, because that sounds like that would be interesting. So George calls it a strudel. Um, well, at, wait, is it what he's, hold on. But I did look this up, and it's actually a burdoodle. Um, let's see. Oh, it says breed information. Okay, let's find out. Let's see. So, the St. Burdoodle is a mix or crossbreed coming from a St. Bernard and a standard poodle. So, it's going to be about the same height as what a St. Bernard. I mean, when you think poodle, you're sometimes you might think of like toy poodle. Like, no, no, that, that would not work. It has to clearly be a standard poodle and a St. Bernard that would mate. A toy that would kill that dog. They would, it, the puppies would not make it. All right, but this is a, and this puppy does not look anything like that. It looks like, um, a semi, I, small, maybe version of a puppy Dreyfus, you know, from, um, 
Not evening shade. Empty nest. That dog. Well, kind of. It definitely does not look like a St. Bernard of any kind. It's just some run-of-the-mill Heinz 57 dog, from what I can tell. It's cute. It's very, very cute. So, Marsha does definitely jump in there and say, you know, this puppy is going to be your responsibility. And Belvedere's like, yes. Any packages he leaves are going to be sent to you. Like this, any poops he makes around the house, any peas, that's for you. You clean it up. That's going to be, it's going to be your dog. And, uh, Wesley comes up with the name Winston, and at first it made me think, like, Winston Churchill, you know, like, Church the Cat from Pet Cemetery. So I don't know where he came up with the name Winston, but it's cute. It makes me think of, like, Winston from Oliver and Company, the, um, the bulldog, which, Winston, if he's a bulldog, he's a hefty guy. That puppy, that puppy just looked so docile in Wes's arms. I bet Bryce Beckham, who plays Wes, I bet he loved whenever his character would get a puppy on the show. A puppy! Even though it's just for, like, one episode. But it's a puppy! So Wes comes downstairs. Belvedere's got his cup of tea. And he's like, oh, where's your dog? And Wes is like, oh, well, I put him to sleep. And Belvedere's like, oh, that's, that's great. Good. And Wes was like... No, I meant, like, he went to sleep up in my room. And Belvedere is like, well, he went wee, wee, wee all over my kitchen. Can you please take care of that? And just as Belvedere suggests to Wes, like, I suggest you mop that up before somebody slips and falls. We hear, ah! George fell. Yep, he's fell in pee. In dog pee. Ew. Too late. <laughs> oh, I hope his back's not in traction. That would not be good. George just, apparently it wasn't too bad because George, like, comes through the door from the kitchen into the living room as Wes is like, hey, I'll take care of that. Like, you just got up like that was nothing. I s tripped over my own feet and land fell hard at Meyer. And it took me a moment to get up. Like, I just didn't get right up from them. Like, uh... Get 
to hear a little more about what's going on with the whole wanting to add on to the house, you know, bathroom, damn, whatever. Um, George says he spoke to the bank, and, the, you know, because of the equity that they built up, they can get a home improvement loan without any problems. So, now they just got to figure what room they want to improve. And, of course, Belvedere's like, well, what about my den, my, uh, my room? So, there's a knock at the door. It's Miles, Wesley's friend, who... Wants to check out Wesley's new dog. Hey, Wesley got a new dog. I want to see him. And of course he... <laughs> Miles is dressed in a yellow rain slicker. And I love Belvedere's comment. Like, oh, well, you're sure dressed for it. Since, you know, the dog just took a piss in the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, Wesley comes through. We notice Miles is carrying a lunchbox. And the boys head upstairs. And... Miles just loves Wesley's dog. He's playing, like, with a sock, like, playing, like, tug-of-war with him, and it's adorable. Oh, uh, Miles also got a new lunchbox, the A-Team, because <laughs> that was big in, uh, around this time. Wow, what a great puppy. <laughs> See, I told you they'd fall for it. So we see what's in that little lunchbox. It's Inky, and Wesley's glad to sit so Inky is not dead. He actually gave Inky to Miles to hold on to. And how long is Miles going to have to hold on to Inky? Your family knows he's dead, Wes. You think that they're going to forget six months from now? Oh, wow, where'd that hamster come? Oh, this is a different hamster, Dad. I just picked him up, like, some kid was getting rid of him or something. Like, come, you can't do that, bud. And that lunchbox got no air holes. How was Inky breathing? How far away does Miles live? But apparently he's fine. And, um, yeah, Wesley, in the next scene, has got this brand of dog food. It's clearly for a TV show. It says pup and then P as in the letter P and then chunks. And it's just in a regular box. That is a huge dog bowl for that little puppy. That puppy would be swimming in that dish of dog food. It's that huge. And that kind of makes me think of when I had one of my outdoor cats growing up. Um, I just get like a typical like box of cat food. You know, I don't know if they make boxes of cat food. I think it's all like bags of cat food now. And it was called Dad's Cat Food. I'm pretty sure they don't make it on anymore, but um, that's what I get, would get my cat. But when I brought Quinn home, I had gotten um, some, like, whoops, sorry, uh, Prina kitten chow. Because I stayed at Jeremy's mom's house the night before that um, baby shower. And I had went to Meyer. I'd gotten a litter box, I'd gotten some cat food, gotten some cat toys, and some litter and all that good stuff and kind of put it in. So I, I kind of got prepared. But, yeah, I'll play this clip. Now, uh, I think Wesley's starting, the guilt of what he's done is setting in.
keep him in a birdcage and he knows it. <laughs> I don't know, Leslie. I think he wants to come home. He can't. It's too soon. What am I supposed to tell him? Miles, he's just a hamster. He's still entitled to an explanation. <laughs> I'll pick him up in a couple of days, okay? I'll just tell everyone you got tired of your hamster and nobody will know the difference. Hmm. And I'll have Inky and the dog. <laughs> Wesley, I thought you were supposed to look after this little beast. Oh, yeah, I'm getting his lunch ready. Yes, well, while you were doing that, do you know what he was digging up in the backyard? Not Inky. No? <laughs> a few of my tulip bulbs. Oh, good, because I wouldn't want his resting place to be disturbed, bless his little soul. <laughs> Don't worry, Wesley. Your sacred hamster burial ground is still intact. Anyway, so Wesley actually takes one of those itty bitty little puppy chunk pieces, puts it in his mouth, and he just shrugs his shoulders like, "Man, it's not bad." I kind of had done that. You know, I'm sure kids out there probably tasted dog food or cat food or whatever. And I'm no different. I had. I didn't really think it was a big deal. And what's Quinn doing? Um, Miles comes in. And <laughs> Wesley kind of jokes like, hey, do you want some uh, puppy food? And <laughs> Miles is <laughs> He's like, no, thanks. I just had some cat food. Like. Okay, I mean, as a little, little kid, like maybe two or three, but when you're like 10 or 11, I'm like, okay, that's not okay. Don't do that. Miles. But anyway, he says that um, Inky's doing okay. He just really wants to come home. And Wes is like, well, it's too soon. He can't come home. And here's the explanation he was going to come up with. For having a hamster again. I'll just tell them that you got rid of your hamster. You don't want him anymore. And then it'll be fine. Then I'll have a hamster and a dog. Well, okay, there's some things wrong with this, Wes. One, you really think your parents are going to allow you to bring in another hamster and not wonder, well, where did you get, you know, of course, you know, Miles. Like, oh, he didn't want him anymore. You still would have to ask for permission. Um, another thing. Are you going to rename Inky? Call him something different? That's not going to get confusing. And, of course, I guess, so Miles is keeping Inky in a bird cage. Isn't a bird cage, like, more taller than it is wider? That means that Inky doesn't have nearly as much space. Not that his, his cage was really that much bigger, but I think it was bigger than what the bottom of a bird cage would be. At first I thought, oh my gosh, is he just keeping him in that lunch pail? I hope not. But no, he's keeping him in a birdcage. So Miles also thinks that Inky deserves an explanation as to why Wesley doesn't want him home. And Wesley's like, come on, man, it's a hamster, right? He, he, he can't rationalize that stuff. Belvedere comes in with a puppy in his arms and says, hey, you're supposed to be watching this little beast. He was digging around outside. Wesley's eyes get big as saucers. Like, oh, uh, he wasn't digging up Inky, was he? And Belvedere just kind of looks at him like, uh, no, he was drinking. drinking uh, he was digging up my tulips. And Wesley's like, oh, good, because uh, I wouldn't want him to be digging up Inky's burial place. 
and he put Wesley puts his head down and he pushes the back of Miles's head down like to be you know solemn like they're remembering you know Inky. So in the living room, March is kind of going over like a, a blueprint uh, diagram about where the new bathroom's going to go, which is going to be upstairs. Then the new den can most likely go downstairs. So Heather kind of asks, you know, what's going to go in the, the new den. And Marshall's like, well, I don't know, TV, couch, uh, stereo. And Kevin kind of makes a point. It's like, well, the couch, the TV, and stuff are going to be in the den. That's where everyone's going to hang out. I mean, unless you're planning on getting a new TV and a new little couch to put in this supposed planned den, that'd be one thing. But yeah, you move everything from the living room into this den, that's where everyone's going to go. You take that out of the living room, the living room's not really going to be a living room anymore. It's just going to be an empty space. So Belvedere comes in, and he's kind of pissed off as he, he, he doesn't slam the coffee tray down, but he just kind of puts it down harshly. And, excuse me, and he's like, here's your coffee, and he turns to go, and George is like, well, what's up with you? Belvedere, excuse me, guys. Turns around, he's like, you know, I thought it was part of this family, and when it comes to making, you know, adding on to the house, making additions, stuff like that, you know, he, he wants to feel included and stuff, but no, it's like, oh, Belvedere, go get us coffee. And I think he's just, he's feeling well hurt, you know, he, he wants to, you know, have a say. He's not, doesn't feel like he's just a housekeeper. He wants to feel like, yes, he's part of the family, because... I'm sure that's what they also said, didn't they, during the uh, deportation two-part episode to the judge. They're probably like, no, he's not just a housekeeper to us. He's a member of the family. And he feels like, you know, he's, he's being kind of shut out. Like, maybe he wants he wants to have a say in what goes where, maybe. Or at least be included. Hey, Daddy and I were thinking that the uh, extra bathroom could go up here and down over here is where we can put the new den. Did you draw these plans yourself, Mom? Uh-huh. I like the little stick people. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the shower there looks like Mr. Salty. <laughs> I worked very hard on these plans. Well, if we're going to have a den, what's going to be in it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, stereo, TV, couch? It must be a nice place to get away. Get away from who? I mean, if the TV and everything's in the den, that's where everyone's going to be, right? Yeah, then you can come out here. And do what? Sorry, Mr. Belvedere. And George is like, so what do you want to do, you know, when it comes to this? And Belvedere is like, I don't know. I just want to be asked is all. He wants to feel included, which is understandable. So now we go into the kitchen. Wesley's hanging on to Winston and kind of reprimanding him like, hey, you got to stop digging in the yard, especially where Inky's buried. Well, I'm sure if 
Well, he's a puppy. Puppies can probably dig pretty far, maybe? Pretty deep? I don't think this puppy's feet ever touch the ground on the set, which... It's, the puppy's constantly either he's being carried by Belvedere, being carried by Wes. Well, wait, no, he was on the ground playing with Miles with that sock, so. So Belvedere comes in, because Belvedere comes into the kitchen, right, like, seconds before Wesley's like, where Inky's supposed to be buried, you're not supposed to dig in there, boy. Bel and Belvedere kind of looks at, um, Ink, uh, <laughs> Winston, he calls Winston Bowser, and he's like, oh, it looks like someone's been digging in hallowed ground. And, because you can see the puppy's got, like, dirty paws, like, that he's been digging in dirt. Well, someone on the set probably, like, just kind of rubbed his paws, a little bit of, like, uh, soil on his paws to make him look like he's... Well, wouldn't a puppy also have, like, his muzzle kind of also maybe a little bit of dirt on there, too? I don't know. listening to me and of course Belvedere is like oh see now you know what it's like to talk to somebody and have them not listen to a word you say now we move to the living room and Kevin is saying something about wanting to put a apartment above the garage what is this a Seaver house is Mike Seaver gonna move in because that's what happens in growing pains really hmm Kevin wants an apartment really well, it's not going to be for everybody. He's just thinking of himself. Well, do you think everyone starts to get... I think there's even, like, someone wanting, like... Marsha would probably want, like, a study so she can study and everything. You know, with lawyer books and all that stuff like that. Um, I'm sure that George or... Heather would probably want, like, a fitness workout room. So they're all deciding what they want to do and nobody is coming to any type of... A, decisions like you all want different things i'd be like kevin first of all you're gonna be in college shortly so you're gonna nix that whole apartment thing heather you want to work out that's great why don't you see if you can get a gym membership somewhere or have your parents like sponsor you for a gym membership and marcia you're not a lawyer yet so there really will be no reason to make a study for you i don't know what the hell george wants just a room to hang out and drink beer he's got the got the basement guys the basement think of the basement but i'm gonna play this clip everyone just wants different things and i don't think this is gonna get solved at all whether or not they even come to a decision See, we could put an apartment over the garage. You know, a little bathroom, bedroom, kitchen. Hey, Kev, don't you think you're going a little overboard? I think it's a great idea. You do? Yeah. 
It would be a nice, quiet place where I could study. Sometimes when I come home late from school, I, I could sleep there. No, Mom, I was kind of thinking about the apartment for me. Hey, Mr. Belvedere says you guys are thinking of changing stuff around here. Sure are, champ. <laughs> yeah, Dad's even thinking about putting in a swimming pool. A pool? You mean like in the backyard, in the ground? Yeah. Well, couldn't we put it out front or on the roof or something? <laughs> someplace nice. Yes. I'd be more than happy to help. <laughs> so, when Kevin thinks of the apartment, of course, Marshall, you know that sounds like, so they're not just thinking now of the house. Now they're thinking maybe what can we do outside of the house? And Marshall's like, well, you know that apartment idea sounds really good, honey. I mean, when I come home late from school, I can just sleep there because Kevin's like, well, we could put it like a bed, a kitchen, a bathroom. And she's like, you know, or I could have a place to study. And Kevin, of course, like, no, Mom, I was actually thinking of me. Kevin, you don't need to have an apartment, bud. You're going to be in college. You're going to have a dorm room or you're going to have whatever. You don't need that shit. Um, also, another thing. George is thinking of a swimming pool, possibly. And so Wesley, of course, has kind of been left out of the loop, too. He's more where, you know, Inky, who's not really buried in that shoebox, and the puppy and everything. So he hasn't really been privy to what's been going on with the rest of the family, talking about adding on to the, you know, making new additions and stuff like that. So he's like, hey, it sounds, Mr. Belvedere informed me you guys are thinking of doing stuff, you know, with the house and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, we were thinking of a swimming pool. And, of course, Wesley's like, shit, Inky. And George, like, don't worry, buddy. You know, Belvedere and I, we'll, we'll dig up Inky's shoebox. We'll put it somewhere else. Or, better yet, Wes, why don't you just say, I'll take care of it. I'll dig up the box. I'll put it somewhere else. Because he's freaked. Like, can't we put it in the pool in the front yard or the roof or whatever? And, of course, that's what Marshall's like. Oh, he's worried about Inky. So, now, why it's really, really foggy in the backyard, because Wes is headed out to, um, he's wanting to dig Inky up so he can move him. I can only think, like, the only animal that I can think of that is buried at my dad's was my cat, Cujo. And that was because he froze to death in a barn. I'm sorry for being, uh, grotesque there, guys, but... That's what happened to my cat. And Cujo, at the point, was probably the one of my cats I had outdoors that had lived. I got him, I think, in, when I was 10 in 5th grade. No, I mean, in, like, April of, or May or whatever, of 4th grade. And then he would have passed away in April of 6th grade. So he lived a lot, quite a, you know, well, I mean, in my mind, two years as a kid was a long time, so... All right, I'm going to play this clip as he is looking to dig up Inky now.
Mr. Belgier. What are you doing out here? Oh, I don't know. <coughs> the fog. The baying of a distant hound. A freshly opened grave. Sort of reminds me of home. <laughs> question is, what are you doing out here? Nothing. It's just since they're going to be building stuff back here, I figured I might move in key now and save you and Dad some trouble. Oh, let me help. No, it's okay. Oh, I'm pissed. No! <laughs> is there something you'd like to tell me, Wesley? I see. And did you fake his death for the insurance money? No, I did it so I could get a dog. I mean, the last time I got one, I only had it for about 30 seconds. Because you told Dad I cheated on that test. Yes, I remember. That's when you had me deported. <laughs> right, so I figured if I was ever going to get a dog, I had to do something real desperate. That's when I thought of this. You ought to be congratulated, Wesley. You have deceived nearly everybody. I hope you're proud of what you've done. So you're going to tell Mom and Dad? <coughs> no. Once through immigration was enough for me. <laughs> really not going to tell. Look, Wesley, I'm your housekeeper, not Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> if you can live with what you've done, then so can I. foggy outside, it's dark, and Wesley doesn't have to dig very far to pull up that shoebox. And of course you hear this, it's clearly a sound effect from a horror, it makes it look spooky like it's a horror film. And even Belvedere, he comes out there and he, he even mentions it feels like, you know, kind of spooky, like a dog barking in the distance, the fog, and a dead body being dug up. <laughs> And, uh, and you're, uh, Mr. Belvedere's like, well, what are you doing out here, Wes? Wesley. And Wesley's like, oh, well, I figure if you and Dad are putting in a pool, I may as well just move Inky now. And I kind of wonder if Belvedere was kind of on to Wesley this whole time. Because he's been with Wesley, he's been with the Owens family, what, for at least over two years now? So he's got to be hip to anything that Wes is going to pull. Or maybe he was fooled at first. I don't know. But he's like, oh, here, let me help you. And Wes is like, no, 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 I can do it. And the top of the shoebox falls open, and there's a little squeaky mouse in there. And Belvedere kind of makes a joke about the insurance policy. Oh, is that why um, you put this in here for the insurance policy? 
And, of course, Wesley admits, Inky's alive. And he's like, you're not, you know, I wanted a dog, and I figured this was the only way. Buddy! Come on. Hamsters do not live that long. You could have waited, what, another year? Seriously? So, he follows Belvedere in, like, hey, you're not going to tell Mom and Dad, are you? And, you know, the last time, I only had a dog for 30 seconds, and Belvedere's like, yeah, I remember, that's when you had me deported. And he's like, you're not going to tell Mom and Dad, are you, about this? And Belvedere's like, well, I was deported once, I really don't want to go through that again. So, he said, and Belvedere's like, you know, I'm not Jiminy Cricket, I'm not your conscience, you know, this is, you know, if you can live with this, so can I. You've deceived everybody. Miles comes in. I don't know what time of day this is supposed to be, but Miles comes in and he's got the lunchbox and he's like, I'm sorry, Wesley. Inky's dead. I went to the bathroom, came back. He was laying on the bottom of the birdcage and I kept telling him you come back for him and I guess he didn't believe me. And Miles feels really bad. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, bud. Miles, buddy, it's it's not your fault, dude. It, 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 this stuff happens. This stuff... Things can set animals off very easily. Especially even small animals. It's like, if you move them or change something... That um, I had a, a guinea pig before Toby. This is back when I was living on my own. That um, I got him from somebody and I given the guinea pig to Jerry. Jerry had a bunch of cats. The guinea pig was not eaten by a cat. But I think the stress of being in another place, of cats being around all the time, caused uh, the guinea pig to pass away. So, now Inky is really, truly gone. Well, you got to hold him one last time before that, you know, when you were in your room and Miles was playing with the Winston. When, well, it's like he's calling Winston Winnie. It's like, that makes me think of Winnie the Pooh. Or Winnie Cooper. So, I guess you can bury him somewhere else now, Wes. But now the family comes into the... You know, Marsha, George, Kevin, and Heather all come into the living room. On the dining room table, Belvedere's got, like, a little diagram of the house. I think it's of the house, like, of the additions that people want to make. And he's got a sheet over it and everything to kind of surprise them. So I'm going to play this clip. Good. You're just in time for the unveiling. What? Well, I took all your suggestions for additions to the house, and I whipped up a little model. <laughs> Here's Kevin's penthouse. Heather's sauna and gym. Your office. George's trophy room. You'll notice it's not that big. <laughs> and of course, the bowling alley. That was my idea. So I guess we're not going to be doing any of this, are It doesn't look like it, Bill. And we appreciate you showing us up, Dumbledore. A pleasure, as always. Yes, you're you're welcome, Mr. Sidney. Yeah, I'll thank him for everyone. Bye bye. Who was that? That was Mrs. Sidney from the retirement home. She called to thank us for Winston. Huh? She said Wes dropped him off this afternoon. He told her that the old folks needed the company more than he did. Well, I thought he loved that dog. Perhaps he wasn't quite ready for all that responsibility. Sometimes I can't figure that kid out. Yes. 
That makes two of us. So Belvedere unveils this monstrosity of additions because there's a lot of them that he took everyone's ideas and put them all together and what looks like a castle with a bunch of different rooms. So the first one Belvedere uh, lists is Kevin's penthouse, Heather's sauna and gym, okay, Marsha's office, which makes sense, you know, you're getting an office. George's trophy room, which Belvedere said I didn't make it that big. And, of course, the bowling alley. And everyone's kind of looking at it like this does look really ridiculous. And Kevin's like, I guess the addition isn't going to happen, Dad, is it? And George's like, well, I guess not, buddy. Just add on a damn bathroom! That's what you wanted to begin with! What is all this other shit? This is like wish fulfillment if you were winning the lottery and adding ridiculous shit onto your house. This is like things that you dream, think of. Like, oh, if I had all this money, I could do this, and I'll do that, and I'll do that, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's, it's nonsense. So, and the family... Belvedere does kind of get them like, guys, this is pretty stupid. <laughs> and even Belvedere wanted to add a bowling alley. Yeah, right. I could have sworn there was a young adult book that I read that some person, some kid was so rich they had a bowling alley in their basement or something. So the phone rings and... Marsha answers, and it's the woman from the retirement home thanking them for having Wesley donate the puppy, because he figured that the old folks would get a kick out of, out of the dog, they'd probably get more enjoyment out of it, and, you know, I guess, Belvedere kind of says, you know, I guess maybe Wes was not ready for that responsibility, because Bella, you know, George is like, wait, I thought he loved that puppy, what's going on here? And, and, you know, he's like, I, I can't figure that kid out sometimes. And Belvedere's like, well, neither can I. And he's got a, Belvedere's got a smile on his face. He's like, yeah, Wes did good. You know, that guilt set in. He's like, I'm sure Wes was like, what I did was wrong. I really, I don't deserve this puppy for the way I went about getting him. And I kind of wonder what would happen to that puppy. I don't think they would keep it at the retirement home. They would probably take it back to the animal shelter. Or pound, as George calls it. So, Wesley reburied Inky, and he's just kind of talking to him. And he's sad. He's like, you know, I just really wanted a dog, and I fake buried you so I could get a dog, and now you're really dead, and now I don't have any pets at all, and I feel terrible. from both of us. <laughs> well, I 
guess that's about it. We're not getting a pool, so you'll be safe here unless there's an earthquake or a war or something. Everything all right, Missy? Yeah. You know the saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone? Mm-hmm. But the guy I wrote that had had a hamster. I bet he did, too. So I like that Wesley says that, um, you know, I gave the, you know, puppy to the retirement home and I said, you know, he was from both of us, you know, you and me, Inky. And he's like, don't worry about it. Dad's not building a pool. You'll be fine out here unless there's a war or an earthquake. Well, I'll tell you, Wes, I, I think you're safe on that earthquake. And, you know, I'm sure in the war, too. I mean, I think you're good there, too. And he goes to go inside, and Belvedere comes out, and I like the saying that Wesley says, like, about, you know that saying, Mr. Belvedere, how you don't know what you have until it's gone? I think the guy who wrote that had a hamster. Guys, this was a really sweet ending as they both walk inside and the audience applauses. It was really, really sweet. This was a sad and sweet episode. You know, and Wesley, it's good. You know, he learned a lesson. So I'm going to play this clip and we'll hear what Belvedere has to say. How the family's adjusting, if they've done any additions, like maybe they got a bathroom finally. The Owens house is back to normal. Wesley seems to be feeling better about the demise of Inky and is now the proud owner of a new 40-inch iguana. I have a feeling they should get along famously. They can both catch flies with their tongues. As for the bathroom situation, I have devised a system to alleviate the congestion. We go alphabetically. I'm B for Belvedere. They're O for Owens. So we learned that they did get a new pet for Wesley. He got an iguana. Cute. (laughs) Uh, As far as the bathroom situation, Belvedere's like he decided the, um, like to cut down on everyone going to try to use it at once. He said he's come up with an alphabetical system. B for Belvedere, O for Owens. And he's like, well, they can sort that out themselves. I really don't care. As long as I get to use the bathroom. I would say to that, start, like, okay, go through each person and assign them a time to use the bathroom and that they don't go over that time. Like, each person gets, like, 20 minutes in the bathroom, or 30, but destined on, you know, work schedule, school schedule, stuff like that. Each gets their allotted time. But as far as for the uh, teacup rating, I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this one a, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I thought it was cute and sad. You know, Wesley learning about death and, you know, learning a lesson after deceiving his family. He felt guilty with Winston right away, so he gave him to the old folks. That was nice. 
Um, Miles. It was nice to see Miles again. And, um, let's see what else was, um, Mr. Belvedere kind of catching on to Wesley. I like that. That was really nice when Wesley was digging up the grave. Uh, the thing I wasn't a fan of, the whole, I mean, the addition on the bathroom was, you know, that whole thing was the B story. That never got really worked out. It got way, way complicated, more complicated than it needed to with all these additions everyone wanted to add on that had nothing to do with the bathroom. But it's just the family, the idea that they could do something and everyone wanting something different and not being able to come to a decision. So, uh, as far as for Mr. Belvedere Biscuit Bites, um, I'm gonna say don't fake your pet's death to get another pet. That is, even for a kid, come on guys. Just put in the time with your pet. And even putting in the time sounds wrong. It's like, enjoy your pet while you have it. Because they're only here for a short amount of time. I still want a dog. I still hope to get a dog one day. But I'm not going to rush it. By faking London or Quinn's death. That's stupid. If I get a dog one day, it's going to happen. But it's going to happen in its own time. And, you know, when I get it, I want it to be where I'm not podcasting all the time, you know, and i am got the time to put in to raise a dog, because they say raising a puppy is like having a child. And I want to be able to give that undivided attention and training to a dog. I can't do that right now with, with my job and... And, um, you know, the podcasting, I'm just doing what I want to do right now. And if it's five years down the road, you know, maybe closer to ten, then fine. I'll, you know, I'll just watch puppy videos and watch people get puppies on YouTube. That's what I've been doing for the last, like, two or three years now. So, and it's worked out just fine. I don't want to rush it, you know. I don't want to jump into this blindly because it's a big, big decision. So that being said, have a great Monday. And in October, I'll start working on uh, episodes of character episodes of season four. I think I'm gonna go two characters at a time. So October, November, December, somewhere around there. So. We'll look into starting uh, Season 5 and 6 in the new year. All right. Have a great day, everybody. And hug your pets for me. Bye-bye.